Nehemiah 2, verses 4 and 5 read, Then the king said to me, it's Nehemiah, What are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. As always, I am one of your hosts. I am Pastor Bryce. I have with me another pastor elder of our church, and you'll know him by his voice. Who is this? It is great to be here. The great, Thank you. deep, sonorous voice. Although you told me today that when you hear your own voice in your head, it doesn't sound that deep. It is definitely not a bass in my head. That's really unfortunate for you. It's a very nice voice. I don't know what you're hearing, but... Anyways, we're continuing this quarterly focus on prayers, and last week we talked about having a set time of prayer, just one set time of prayer. Next week we'll be talking about having multiple set times of prayer, but what we want to talk about today is what's maybe the most common way we pray, maybe, and these are just the sort of unplanned, on-the-go prayers that we offer up in the moment, when we're driving, when we're working, when we're with family. I'm going to call these flare prayers, you know, like a flare that you shoot in the sky and it lights up for a second. So you're shooting up a flare for help. I've stolen that from someone who stole it from someone, I'm sure, but that's what we'll call those flare prayers. So that's the title of this episode. I just wanted to start by giving a few examples from the Bible of flare prayers so you can see they are biblically backed. They're not just what we do, but they have biblical backing. And then I've got some questions for Andrew to answer for us. So in the Old Testament, the best example I can think of of a flare prayer is the one I gave at the beginning of this podcast in Nehemiah 2, 4 through 5. That's where Nehemiah, he's a cupbearer of the king. There he is. He's looking sad, which I've just learned from a great theologian nearby that he was not supposed to be looking sad in the presence of the king, but he was. And the king then says, what are you requesting? What do you want? And the way the text reads, it says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. And then immediately afterward, and I said to the king, if it pleases the king. So he answers the question right after a little gap in the middle where he says, I prayed to the God of heaven. So that is a flare prayer. I mean, I imagine his eyes are open. He's right there. He's been asked the question in front of a king. That's a little intimidating. And he throws up a prayer for help. It doesn't tell us what he prayed, but I imagine he's asking God to help him. And God did. And that story turns out well. So that's Nehemiah clear flare prayer of the Old Testament. New Testament, the best example I can think of is in Jesus himself. There are times where Jesus withdraws to pray by himself for a long time, but there's also times where Jesus sort of spontaneously in the moment in response to what's happening offers a prayer. Matthew eleven twenty five is maybe my favorite one because what had been happening in Matthew 11 just before verse 25 is Jesus had been speaking woes on cities that had not repented, like Chorazin, Bethsaida, Capernaum, even though they saw his miracles. He's just starting in the way Matthew's narrative runs to face opposition. People are just beginning to reject him in Matthew eleven twenty five, It says, at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And then when he goes on to thank the Father for it is how the Father has hidden his truths from the wise and noble, those who are rejecting it, and revealed it to babes. So clearly what he's saying is a response 
to his situation. And it just says, at that time, Jesus declared, he seems to be declaring it openly where it can be heard and recorded by Matthew. So that's what appears to be a flare prayer. It doesn't seem premeditated that we can tell. It's him responding to what's going on in his ministry openly, just an outburst of a prayer, if you will. All right, that's all I'm going to say here for now, because we've got Andrew with us. So I don't need to say anything else. That's why we bring you on to give us, like we talked about, we bring you on for the good, rich, theological questions. You've made drastic, drastic decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No regrets. I'm glad. (laughs) So I want to start by asking you this, Andrew. On a practical level here, now, some people have no problem with flare prayers. In fact, maybe most all their prayers are just flare prayers. They might not have a set time to pray aside, maybe not a lot of corporate prayer with others, not a lot of prayer by themselves. It's really just as they go through the day, maybe it's a busy season, they're throwing up flare prayers, and that's about it that makes up their prayer life. What do you think about that? I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy for a believer to assume that the relationship that they need to have with God is in quick five-second bursts. So I don't think it's healthy to have just a flare prayer relationship with the Lord. And I'm kind of borrowing this from David Adams whenever he had his uh, men's breakfast talk on prayer and the fact that would, would we find it acceptable to talk to our wife for only in five-second bursts and then go about our day? Hopefully not. If you do, then you need to see someone in our church about marital counseling. It's not healthy. It's not good. If your relationship is only that, then there's lots of broken things in there. Mm -hmm. So the same, I think, can be said with our relationship with the Lord. If we don't have that healthy, strong, long, longer prayer life with the Lord, then we're not really bringing our heart to these prayers. Flare prayers are fine. You You can go about these flare prayers. A lot of your life, like you said, is going to be flare prayers. However, there also needs to be that time of sitting down and really opening up your heart, lamenting to the Lord, praising the Lord, all these things that really strengthens the relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's our one chance, our one way, one avenue that we have that the Lord has opened up to us to lay our hearts out to him. He's given us the word so that we can feed ourselves with what he says, but this is our chance to to go back and praise, go back and, and worry, go back and everything to lay out our heart with the Lord. And you can't do that in five seconds. That's very well said. Even Jesus' own example in the Gospels, I mean, here's a flare prayer we just talked about, but a lot of times it's Jesus where he withdraws and he goes. So clearly his relationship with his father is not just built on flare prayers, which are kind of like snacks throughout the day. I mean, I've got four young children, so I was going to say you can't live on snacks, but it's it's an open question, actually. <laughs> they prove that wrong daily. <laughs> you shouldn't live on snacks, and we shouldn't live on flare prayers. So on the other side of things, Andrew, there may be people who discredit flare prayers because they seem too informal and kind of off the cuff, not serious enough, you know, just throwing it out. It seems a cheap way to pray or something. What would you say to someone who feels that way about it? I would say that flare prayers, although shouldn't be the majority of our relationship, like we just said, they are still vitally important because we are supposed to be continually in communication with the Lord through the day. And to say that you are going to be able to shut down your day for, you know, five, 10 minutes to have a good in-depth conversation with the Lord is, is not reasonable at all. But to be able to say, hey, I can 
you know, in between what I'm doing right now, I can say a prayer or at this moment of crisis before I have to actually act on this crisis. I can't say this prayer because it's not a long-term prayer. I think that's unreasonable. I th- really think it's unfair also to believers to, to pigeonhole them into this almost legalistic, if it's not long, it doesn't count type of a thing. So it's much like that podcast we had before of On My Knees where it's also very much your heart. Is your heart in the right, genuine place? Or are you just substituting a flare prayer for something that should be a longer prayer? Is your heart actually pouring out to the Lord, really connecting with what you're saying? Or is this just a check the box for you to go about the rest of your day? So I wouldn't discredit flare prayers at all. I think that if they're genuine, if they are truly what's needed at the time, then yes, send up the flare prayer. If you're doing it just to check that box to say, oh, I prayed today, then we might need to kind of check your heart a little bit. It almost seems like flare prayers are, I don't know, I could say natural. Well, we'll have those podcasts on the naturalness and unnaturalness of prayer too, but even people who haven't like been taught how to pray, even unbelievers who don't pray much, it seems like this is the one kind of prayer that still happens when you're in a jam, when there's a crisis, you know, like, God help me, you know, in the moment. And then, of course, as a believer, there's almost this, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel like there's this natural impulse as a Christian where when you're really struggling, it's not always there, but when you're really struggling, you just cry out to God wherever you are, whatever you're doing. So it just seems like that's kind of a natural part of it. I wanted to finish with a living picture of what we're talking about. Andrew, can you think of any flare prayers in your life that have proven especially meaningful? So the one that popped into my mind just right away, whenever you sent this to me, these notes, was uh, when dad was really sick. So when he was in the hospital, there were multiple times when um, he was either in his coma or he was out of his coma but wasn't right in his right mind yet. There was one time where none of the medicine was working, nothing was going right, and they figured out that it was because his heart was out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. But the problem was he was so weak within his state that they knew if they shocked his heart, there's a good chance that's what was going to kill him instead of what was going on. And so it was kind of this 50-50 chance, do we do it, do we not do it? And they decided that nothing else was going to work unless we do this, so we have to do it. And so mom called me, said, you need to get to the hospital now, ran to the hospital real quick, and as I'm walking into his room, they were already setting up all the whatever they are all over his chest to give him this shock. And I realized they're like literally plugging this thing in, getting ready to do this as I'm walking in the room. So I walked up to him real quick, took his hand, told him I love him, and did just a quick prayer. And I literally had five, ten seconds to be with him and then had to get out of the room because they were getting ready to push the button. So that one was the first one that popped in my mind. Meaningful for obvious reasons, but also meaningful because... On the other end of that, we saw that it's what was needed. It was this one doctor that just had the right answer at the right time, took the chance. Everybody was praying for dad, even if they didn't even realize what was going on. We knew how many people were praying for him. But just having that moment with him of just knowing it could be the last things that I say to my dad, but also knowing that it was what we needed to do as a father and son, but also as as two brothers in Christ at that moment. Mm-hmm. Someone listening to this might have discredited flare prayers before because they thought they were fairly unimportant parts of the Christian life. They're not like the heavy-duty, on-your-knees type of prayers. And others might have been overplaying flare prayers and making them the only part of their prayer life. 
Whatever the case might have been in the past, may God help us all now by his grace to think this way. Mm-hmm.